Happy New Year. All right. You know, you've probably seen this meme by now. You know what a meme is? It's like a little cartoon that is supposed to be ironic or funny or something, you know. Um, and it, it, it has a picture of somebody with a shocked look on their face. And it says, that moment when you realize 2022 um, is, is actually 2022. Do you get it? Right, the year 2022, we hope not, right? We hope it's a better year than the year 2020. But here we are, a brand new year. And with it, so many opportunities and so much unknown. Uh, one of the things that I love, I've always loved, at the close of a year, that week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, are all those specials that are on TV that sort of do a year and recap, sort of summarize the year we've had, uh, people who have passed away, important events in society. Um, so many different things have happened. And I was watching one uh, during that week, and it, it was titled The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Right. There was a whole lot in the ugly for this last year. But one of those things I, I found really interesting actually made news right before Christmas. It happened right at the end of the year. And it was um, this CEO of a company, Better.com. It's a mortgage company, online mortgage company. Um, it, they categorized what he did at the end of the year with his employees as ugly, ugly. He fired over 900 people via Zoom. Have you heard about this? A CEO of a, of a massive mortgage company had 900 people on the Zoom call, and he let all of them know that they no longer had jobs on Zoom. Some messages should be delivered in person. Am I right? The Dear John letter maybe getting broken up with via, via mail or text message. Not appropriate. Some messages need delivered in person, eye to eye, face to face. I think we're keenly aware of the ways that technology has advanced in the last two years to serve our world, to make advancements. We're able to stay in touch with family and friends when it wasn't safe to be in the same room with them. Um, you know, last Christmas, so many families uh, gathered around a, a Zoom screen and they, they stayed in touch, but there's this longing inside of us, right, to, to be with our loved ones. And that's what I heard over and over again this Christmas from so many of you. We're doing everything we can to stay safe, but we really want to be with our family. We really want to be with our friends. When we gathered on Christmas morning with my wife's whole extended family, you know, we, we took extra precautions. Last year, we didn't. We didn't gather together. We each did our own thing, and there was this sort of just melancholy nature to Christmas last year. This year, we had all the windows and doors open in my brother-in-law's house. It was 60 degrees. It was perfect for that, um, you know, and, and we did it. We did it safely, and it felt so good to be together, to be together. I think what we've been through, being distant, being apart, yearning to be with one another, I think having gone through all of that, it's actually helped us understand incarnational theology in a different way. 
incarnational theology, theology which, which is in the flesh. Here in John's gospel, we're told that, that, that the Christ came into the world and lived among God's people. The Greek word here for lived is skinu, skinu, which literally translates God pitched God's tent. So you think of the Old Testament and you think of, you think of how often people pitched a tent. They were putting down roots. They were going to live among God's people. Well, in John's gospel, we're told that God decided to make a home here on earth. God would live among God's people, would experience our pain, would experience our joys, would know our suffering. God decided at Christmas to draw close, to be with, to be enfleshed, just like we are. And I think having gone through all of these distancing measures and and, and not being able to be close, it's, it's made us keenly aware that life is meant to be lived in an incarnational way. That we are hardwired to be with the people we love. To be near human community. Not across a screen or via a text message, but in person. And I think that's been one of the things that's been so painful for so many people that it hasn't always been safe to do that. We second guess whether we should or we shouldn't get together with friends or family. But having gone through all of this, I do think that our hearts are made aware that we are meant to be incarnational people. And as we head into this new year, that's my prayer, is that we would all find ways, safely, (laughs) appropriately, but to be incarnational people people who draw close in proximity to those who are hurting, those who are yearning, those who, who, who need community. There's a lot of loneliness in our world right now. Those specials that I was watching on television also made, made it keenly aware um, that depression, anxiety, and reports of being chronically lonely have skyrocketed over the last couple of years. And it's no surprise. We are hardwired for one another. We need one another. And I think that God understands that. My heart absolutely broke yesterday. I got an email from the principal at Brianna's Elementary School who informed the whole school that a former elementary student who's now at the junior high in our community, seventh grade, committed suicide. Seventh grade girl, a precious girl, a child of God. I don't know her full story. I don't know what she was dealing with or struggling with. But I know that feelings of mental health, of depression, of anxiety, of loneliness, of feeling all alone in this world have only been increased and exacerbated because of the world we're living in. We need human connection. We're hardwired for it. This is why the Christ came, to live among us, to create human connection. This is why Jesus gathered disciples around himself and wasn't a solo savior traveling throughout Galilee and Judea and the region, wowing people with his own abilities, his own miracles. It's why Jesus formed 
the church, the community. You see, we need each other. We need each other in profound ways to live out and to continue the ministry that Jesus began on this earth. To carry one another's burdens. To bind up the brokenhearted. To draw close to those who are suffering and in need. This is a simple sermon today. It's actually an encouragement. Find ways in this new year. Safely, yes, but to draw close to those who need your companionship. This life is too short and people experience too much pain and suffering to go through it alone. The gospel community, the community that God envisioned for the world is one human community where people are connected like a tapestry woven together. Scripture teaches us that when one suffers, we all suffer. When one rejoices, we should all rejoice. My prayer is that Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in the year 2022 would be a congregation where we could come together again in safe ways, but in powerful ways to be the companions each other needs. That we could be that kind of church that truly cares for one another. There are people in this congregation that are struggling and suffering and going through heartbreak and heartache right now. Their lives are being turned upside down. There is somebody in this community that you could draw close to, that you could reach out to, that you could remind that they are seen, they are known, and they are loved. And there is somebody who has not been around this community for a while because of the pandemic for a variety of reasons. When they come to your mind, I hope and I pray that you send them a message, that you pick up the phone, that you tell them that you're thinking of them, that you love them, and that you miss them. You see, the church is a body. And the body isn't complete unless every member of the body is seen, known, and loved. May our body be fully known seen and loved this year. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.